Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, I don't really care where you stand on the whole mask thing or vaccination stuff. This is not the way to show your frustration. And I get it. The tempers are starting to boil over and many starting to feel probably penned in. And, um, you know, numbers are dropping when it comes to people who won't get the vaccine. And so they're starting to feel like they're a bit... uh, discriminated against or being hunted down, whatever whatever their concerns are. So now some are really lashing out. And this one guy on Vancouver Island walks into a Dairy Queen on Saturday night. And they asked him to put a mask on. He refused, so they refused him service. You know, you decide you don't want to do something, like wear a mask, then they can decide how they want to handle it. But right. he, he wasn't having it. So he uh, decided he'd show them a thing or two. And he unzipped his pants and peed on the counter. <laughs> There's a topping you don't normally get at Dairy Queen. I have a little urine on my... Uh... Was it soft serve? <laughs> mm. Yeah, now funny enough, the cops are looking for him, but they, uh, they, don't, uh, they haven't arrested him yet because they need to see the video and get an ID him. I don't know that they'll be able to tell who he is, but they could tell his religion, I would guess. <laughs> tell me he was ordering that nut mustard parfait (laughs) man oh man now when you hear these stories and there's more and more that you see people freaking out in airports and stores and you got the anti-vaxxers screaming at people on patios and if you are vaccine hesitant or you're an anti-vaxxer completely do you not hear some of these stories and think i don't want to be a part of this tribe really i'd like to I'd like to be with a group of people who are being calm and rational about this. Right. I don't know. Was there this kind of uproar when, like, shirts were made mandatory? <laughs> or shoes? Shirt wearer. Yeah, well, no. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a human rights violation. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're, you know, private businesses are allowed to make some, yeah. <laughs> some policies. No shirt, no shoes has been a longstanding one. Yeah. I don't remember people walking in and going... You know, like like pulling their pants up because they forgot their shirt that day. Right, <laughs> Try, right. Trying to get by. Right up to their nips. <laughs> I, you know, I forgot my shirt, but I'm, if I pull my pants up high enough, yeah. maybe you'll let me in and serve me anyway. I don't know if there was this much commotion then, but certainly there was. I remember the seatbelt laws. Right, yes. I'm like, I was very young, but I remember my dad, who was a salesman, and in and out of his car all day long, he was furious about right. being told he had to wear his seatbelt. The helmet one I remember, too, because the motorcycle crowd mm. it tends to be one that will argue quite quickly mm-hmm. or at least stand up uh, for each other. Same with the cigarettes. Uh, like again, right, yeah. you're told. Although many of them couldn't argue that much because they were wheezing <laughs> and tired. <laughs> you can, it's like the quietest <laughs> protest ever. <laughs> I, I can't go I can't go outside. <laughs> Pardon, what? What's your problem? <laughs> what are you upset about? <laughs> uh, anyhow, there you go. So <laughs> next time you're upset somewhere because they want you to wear a mask. And look, there's consequences to everything we do. You've made a decision not to wear a mask. That's fine. You've made the decision not to get the vaccine. Cool. Stay safe. Love you, but you have to understand that because you've made that decision, there's consequences, and those consequences are other people are going to make decisions that you might not like.
just that simple. <laughs> I, I don't know. And they look at others as if, like, everyone wants to wear it. Yeah, I love right? it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, you know, it's more comfortable in 40-degree weather. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. I, haven't, I haven't brushed my teeth in a year and a half. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, I was some upset last night, I must tell you. These outdoor lights that I had put in around our deck to make it look like, uh, you know, just mood lighting, very nice. Looks like uh, outside of the uh, the palace at the Bellagio with, uh, <laughs> with all of my, uh, my fountains on the fountain. Yeah, the whole thing happening. Oh, really? So uh, I got um, two two sets of them uh, on uh, either side of the acreage, and uh, and um, the it's, one side. It's a long extension cord you put out there. <laughs> well, I got. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I got a fairly long extension cord. <laughs> the right side around the deck, uh, they were lighting up every night. They're on a timer. And then a couple of weeks back, I noticed that they they weren't going on. So I said, what, there must be something wrong with the timer. So I go out and I fiddle with it. And it's in the dark, of course, because that's when I noticed they weren't on. And then I pulled out the uh, plug and realized that it wasn't the timer, but the, the wire to the plug had been chewed, had been bitten in half by some rodent. Wow. Yeah, so I so I went and I got myself some electrical tape. I didn't even have to call Alan at Trainscope Electrical. I was going to say, you normally have Alan on speed dial yeah, yeah. if the light bulb burns out your house. <laughs> he comes by to turn on and off the lights for us. We're not allowed to touch the switch. You've got to set the timer yeah. twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I went and I got some electrical tape and uh, and I uh, I fixed it all up. Actually, no, this happened twice. So I had an, I had an, uh, an extra wire and plug because these lights are the type that you... You can extend them and keep gotcha. attaching okay. to them. And uh, and so I had this extra one that I didn't use, so I plugged that in. It lasted about 48 hours, and it got chewed as well. Wow. So then I got the electrical tape. I fixed it. Yesterday I fixed it, and I plugged it in. It was working great. I was so proud of myself. Set it all up again. 8.30 comes. Lights come on. It's like Liberace back there. <laughs> An Elton John concert. Uh, it's lovely. Liberace kids was a... No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so it looks beautiful. Well, they would have saw the movie, I think. Right. Um, looks beautiful. And I go inside literally for five minutes. I go to the washroom. I come back out. The lights are off again. I am like Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation. I am just beside myself. So I go... Now it's dark. Or Caddyshack, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now it's dark, of course. So I'm, uh, that's, that's right. Bill Murray. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm going to pull a Bill right. Murray and blow this thing up. So anyhow, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, must be my stupid electrical work. It must have come undone. But no, within five minutes of the lights on, it's something chewed it again. It's like those lights are disrupting this animal. Right. He's like, right. I'm trying to watch my He's TV. trying to sleep. you yeah, got so all these lights going on. I get a little uh, animal leg over and I'm lighting up the... <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so I've got some animal who is not happy with my lighting. I own that poo hut. He's right. going to learn a lesson or two. Um, Earl says yeah. uh, spread cayenne pepper along the whole wire. Oh, okay. And they won't touch it. Interesting. Or bury the wire. Yeah, that seems like work. Yeah. That seems like effort to bury the wire. <laughs> well, that would be Maria. We know that. Blow <laughs> the frost line. I'm surprised you didn't just scream for Maria to go fix the lights. Oh, I will today. <laughs> I, I went to bed last night. I said, well, of course, I was into a jug of red. I said, you, you fix the damn lights. This, uh, do me a favor. Yeah. Because you've been known to film some of your uh, escapades around the house, uh-huh. like playing Monopoly yeah. or, or your travel times with Maria. <laughs> Put a camera. 
on this when you're chasing down this thing and, and, and trying to <laughs> trying to vanquish the animal. It would be That's, great. It'd be like, I think it'd be like a live version of Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Rascally rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> what band do you think way back in 2004 played at Tiger Woods' wedding to Elon Nordegren? Only because of their connection to golf. Like they're huge golf fans. They had golfers in one of their videos, I think. My first thought goes to Hootie and the Blowfish. You would be wrong. It was a band called the Cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> she should have known then. Uh, <laughs> would you please welcome? Ah, uh, you're right. It was Hootie and the Blowfish. It was, right? Yeah, which is a band, I guess, that uh, mirrors Tiger's personality. Bland and boring. <laughs> I just, I'm just worrying how that set list went. Like, they probably roped her in with Only Want to Be With You. Mm. And then Let Her Cry <laughs> came out a little later on. <laughs> I, I don't think... He has had, I guess, he's had a better career as a country artist. Has he had many hits as a country artist? He's done pretty uh, good, Yeah, right? yeah. Darius Rucker did, did pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Hootie was... Hootie and the Blowfish were big... I think in the nineties they they had a they had yep. a good run. Yep. Kind of early to mid nineties. Yeah. They didn't, didn't, one of he didn't hold her hand for long. No. No. <laughs> they were just never my thing. I always found them a little mm-hmm. boring. The rest of that album, uh, Crack Rear View, I think was the, their big album. Their big album. Like yeah. you, you know, only want to be with you is the biggest hit. Right. That's right. But you look deeper down in that album and <laughs> well, they had Running from an Angel, Goodbye. Miss California. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're able to rhyme off these Hootie and Blowfish well, songs. <laughs> Google does wonders these days. <laughs> what was the big hate you said? Only want to be with yeah. you. Tiger should have dedicated that to Elon. <laughs> lie. Um, baby elephants suck at their trunks for comfort. Suck at their trunks. Suck their trunks uh, for comfort, just as human babies suck their thumb. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like, loop, them, loop them back around and all yeah. right. Sure. Um, Unfrosted Pop-Tarts. What do you think's uh, better for you? Unfrosted Pop-Tarts or Frosted Pop-Tarts? Neither of them are very good for you. (laughs) If that's that's your choice. Yeah. Uh, But, Doc, Doc, I've gone to the unfrosted. So You've made some unhealthy decisions along the way. Yeah. The unfrosted Pop-Tart have more calories and fat than the frosted Pop-Tart. Really? The unfrosted ones have a slightly thicker crust to make up for the lack of frosting. Okay, gotcha. This is what it's said a lot about all foods that have reduced calories or diet this and diet that. If you're going to eat a Pop-Tart, eat the regular Pop-Tart. Right. You know, if you're going to have whatever, you don't need the calorie less or the... Or the diet one, just eat less of that item. Have once a month, maybe once a year. If you're going to have it, enjoy it. (laughs) And then move on. Because uh, it's believed that that the chemicals involved and the the process of reducing calories or reducing fat or making something diet is actually worse for you than actually having the fat. Okay. If you could see Jupiter's magnetic field from Earth... It would appear two or three times as large as the sun or a full moon. It's big. Oh, okay. Tug of war was a summer Olympic sport from 1900 through to 1920. Bring it back. Yeah, why not? Be pretty good. Yeah, why not? 
Makes sense. And, I mean, it's a simple, <laughs> yeah. not really a judgment rule per se, right? Like yeah. they can just put two teams and off you go. Pull it across the line, win it. And the longest word in English is 189,819 letters and would take three and a half hours to say. <laughs> and I'm going to begin. It's going to say, we got about that much time. <laughs> this Mike Richards over there at Jeopardy uh, now has to uh, clean up his resume. It's not been a good uh, couple of months for Mr. Richards. He started off with two jobs and now he's got none. Yeah, he, uh, of course, was uh, going to be the uh, the host. Right. Uh, they finally decided to give him the gig after Alex Drecke. You think through all that time looking for a host, they couldn't have picked a worse one. Anyhow, he was uh, let go from that gig because of all the, uh, the controversy from that podcast he was on uh, back in, like, 2016. This is all from one episode of one podcast? Yeah, calling, uh, discussing boobies. Seems to be his downfall now. Right. Uh, anyhow, there was more to it than that, of course. Um, anyhow, but it's still all from one. Yeah. Like, it's all his words, but yeah. it's all from one episode of one podcast yeah, that's, that's been right. recorded. That's right. Yeah. That's and so what he's lost. He lost the hosting gig, and now he's lost the executive producer gig? Yes. Yes. A letter was sent to the crew of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune yesterday. Where uh, an executive said, we had hoped that when Mike stepped down from the host position, it would minimize the disruption and internal difficulties we've all experienced these last few weeks. That has clearly not happened. And so he's gone. Off to the Price is Right. (laughs) (laughs) Come on down, they say. (laughs) Drew Carey's like, man, I need a producer. He's like, you want to host this thing? (laughs) I've had enough. Uh, Seth Rogen, guy's a comedian, he's a pot expert, he's a pottery expert as well, and now he's a podcaster. He's got a new show coming out called Storytime with Seth Rogen. Don't have Mike Richards on it, that's all I can say. Right. Um, here's his uh, bend on podcast. He'll have everyone from celebrities to normal people coming on to tell him a story. He says, I'll ask them if they have any incredible stories they think are entertaining or formative, or just something that they've uh, wanted to tell for a long time. He says, my pitch is that I take that story and turn it into sort of an audio documentary. He says, I make it very clear they're not all funny, and it's not just a funny story. And if it's not a funny story, then I won't go out of my way to add humor to it. So, Oh, great. That's, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> bring, I, I bring on your unfunny story. Well, but sometimes there's just an interesting story. It doesn't right. not everything has to be necessarily funny. I lo- I, you know what? I love... And because of what we do, I wish we could do more of Long it. Long-form conversation. I, I, love, I love listening to somebody tell a, a compelling story, something that's happened in their life, you know. The only problem with Seth Rogen's podcast is he's going to release them at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> After a bong. Right. I'll get to it. And it is said that we all have a doppelganger, and so does The Rock. Oh, this one's crazy. You seen this guy? Like, it is to the point where they put up, when I first saw the story, they put up The Rock and his doppelganger, and I'm not sure which one was which. It's it's really crazy. So this guy is a cop in Alabama. His name is Eric Fields. And uh, The Rock has now heard of him, and he wants to have a drink with him. Of course, they're going to drink Rock's own tequila brand. Of course, of course. they will, yes. Uh, but The Rock tweeted, holy crap, wow. Stay safe, brother, and thanks for your service. One day we'll drink. 
And I need to hear all your rock stories because I know you got them. Oh, for sure. And then, like, how is this guy not a body double? Yeah. Yeah, he should. That's the first thing I would say to The Rock when I meet him. Is how, can I can I be your fill-in? Yeah. On all your movies? Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty impressive. You ever have anybody say, I just saw somebody who's the spitting image of you. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see a photo, perhaps, of that person. And they look nothing like you. <laughs> or they're boot ugly. And you're like, is that... Is that how you see me? <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been many uh, positive aspects of this uh, pandemic, but initially it seemed like we'd have a little more downtime. If you remember early on, one of the discussions we had, and everything is always an argument. Remember when we, we had to lock down at first and everything just went uh, silent and uh, so many people were complaining about that. And we were basically saying, look, all we're being asked to do is stay home and watch Netflix. You know, yeah. we asked young people to go off to war at one time. But now we just need you to stay home in your house pants and watch Netflix. Can't do it. Can't do it. Anyhow, um, we thought, okay, some of us thought, anyhow, that was a little bit of a, a break from the hustle and bustle of running around all the time. But it hasn't quite panned out that way. Uh, at least not lately. Nearly a third of us have been so caught up with their work, life, and kids at home every single day that they have not had chance to relax alone. No alone time mm-hmm. in more than three months. That covers basically the entire summer. And we need, we all need our alone time. You know, we love our family. We love our friends. But we need some time alone just to sit and stare and fiddle with our bits. <laughs> Downtime. Yeah, just just yeah. A, a full Ed O'Neill, just hands down the front of your pants, sitting there, uh, staring, and uh, letting the world go by. Now, with a week away from school starting for most, hopefully some parents will get a little of that because the kids go back to school and more and more people are going back to work, slowly but surely. Maybe you'll eventually, hopefully the fall will give you a little downtime and you and your family, all of you, I mean, uh, certainly I see you every day, but I'm sure there's been points where Adrian and even the boys have looked around and said, can you leave me alone for oh, yeah. two minutes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, if you've been one like us to do the pandemic puppy thing, you know, just getting out to take the dog for a walk has yeah. been, in some senses, a bit of a, like, your downtime, a little yeah. space. It's going to be a while yet before Adrian goes back to work, and, and maybe she won't. Maybe she'll carry on as a, an at-home uh, employee, as uh, so many are looking to do. But there will come a day, Lucky, and I, and I can't tell you. I mean, to, to you, it's probably still just a fantasy and an unrealistic dream. But there will be a day when you will walk through that door, and it'll be just this. No. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.